sometimes, you know, when people be like, oh, you run from your emotions. Like, that's sometimes the go-to. When we were in Island Street. Yeah. Like, those times that you would see me, like, it's like 12 a.m. You're about to go home. Angel's about to go home. Angel's like, You would just start running? Angel's like, yo, what are you about to do? I'm like, I got my shorts on right now. Like, I'm about to go on a jog. 12 a.m. Yeah. I, I work 6 in the morning at Whenever I was Basket going, case. whenever I was going through something, I'll just go on a run. Yeah, so we can, so we can <laughs> sink it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, yo, welcome to Character Development. It's your host Daniel Elias. Today, I'm here with a special guest. My man is a, a musician as well as a lifelong learner. Um, someone who I've always had really interesting conversations with. Uh, I'm referred to you by Jose Maldonado, but yeah, you yeah. also yeah. may know him <laughs> as Personhood. Um, Please. what's good, bro? You wanna you wanna say something to the people real quick? Yeah, I just wanna you know just tell everybody that I hope everything's well, staying positive and at peace. Um, just wanna say thank you to everybody who does listen to my music. Say thank you to everyone who um supports my illustration, my art, and you know just thank you for that because um, vice versa, you know each one to each one we teach each other. No, no, word, word, word. I wanna, my, my friend, I know we have a little, like, topic list we came to, and, like, we'll come to that, like, when we, when we run out of shit to talk about, yeah. almost, right? We'll get into it. <laughs> I've been, I've been thinking about this, um, because I've never asked you this since you made the change. You were originally Jay the Sensei, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was your former artist's name. Which is kind of weird to hear right now. Why is it, why is it weird to hear? Because you were one of the first people, you know, to... Yeah, yeah. To establish that name, I feel like everyone still calls me that to this day. Bro, that's what you're in my phone as, bro. Yeah. That's what you, bro. When I, to, I feel like to the day you know we get older, yeah, yeah. it's still gonna be like that. You'll always be sensei, even though you know, you could be someone else still too. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because it's like you know, to to my mom I'm Danny, but to y'all I'm Daniel. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And just like you know, having sensei and then my my new name, it, it's still a correlation just the, with the way I spell it. Um. The name came about just wanting to change it since a lot of people do have the name. Um, I wanted something more organic and something that just came off, um, I don't want to say different, something that came off extraordinary. Mm. Um, personhood. To is- the mind, yeah. Because the word personhood means individuality and that's something I never want to lose. So I was like, might as well call myself that. Call yourself individuality? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then I changed the S-O-N to Z-E-N, which uh-huh. is still correlating to the Japanese culture, which is why I had Sensei before. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And why, why actually, yeah, why the, the Japanese culture? Some Wu-Tang shit. Honestly, I've always been a fond of it. Like, I I dream to, to go to, you know, um, Yokohama one day. That ass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, me and my girl are low-key planning to, right. to seek that travel. It's a little expensive, but... Okay. Uh, I've always been a fond of it. I always wanted to see Cherry Blossom, see how they live out there. This is going to sound like such a stereotypical question. Are you a fan of anime? All the time, yeah. Uh, you got any favorites? I haven't watched any in a while. When I was teaching, my students would like literally bash on me because they're like, Mr. You're not, you're not, you know, up to par with, with the not new hip. anime. Yeah, I'm not hip to the new one. So like I, I watched a little bit of Demon Slayer. I liked it, but that I, I like the old stuff, you know, like One Piece, mm-hmm. Hunter x Hunter, um, Death Note is one of my favorites. Yeah, that that series is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have a notebook and you just that's how you kill people. It's pretty insane. Um, 
And then just, you know, the typical ones, like the pop culture ones, like Naruto and yeah, yeah, other yeah. Good stuff. I, I want to, I'm always overanalyzing stuff, and it's sort of, I know it sounds weird, but Death Note kind of reminds me of personhood in a weird way. Because... <laughs> Why? You have, <laughs> Why? You have this, that, you have, that's a good... You have the concept of a name. I'm always yeah. bringing up names, because um, names are important, right? What you call something is what allows you to grasp it in your mind. Mm. Um... And the nature of the name depend determines how you then grasp that concept, right? Um, but it's sort of the idea of someone's personhood is directly involved in their name, and your name is literally individuality. Individuality. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, no, definitely. I there's can. there's some meta shit going on right there, right? I can see that. And when I think about Death Note, you know, you you have this 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 binder, this container of paper where you write someone's personhood, their name on it. Yeah. This thing that kind of just captures like a, a moment in time of the a person. embodiment of, of who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you just like affect their life somehow. It's kind of like voodoo and yeah. shit where you make No, it's hold. 100% like voodoo. Right. And but, if I'm not mistaken, I, I remember reading a summary on, on the anime and the writer and they were into that stuff. Oh, yeah, the writer was into voodoo yeah, and like shit. Voodoo. I mean, it's, you know, it could be conspiracy theory, but yeah. it's pretty interesting how those two curling just mentioned that today. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, nah, nah. That's some shit, bro. That's some shit. So, nah, yo, to the to the question, why, um, you explained, like, almost the, 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 the meaning of the name change. Yeah. But like, I didn't explain like why. Why? Why'd you almost like? Why did you come to assume a new identity? Almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. As a musician, it it didn't. It wasn't something that came, you know. Actually, it did. It came a little randomly, you know, because, you know, my my father um, ended up passing away, back in twenty nineteen, a little yeah. bit after sinking, and. You know, like he was never around my life to you know be there and and to you know, consult me and talk to me and stuff like that. So it, it was like a weird time in my life where it's like, damn, I hate you, but I got to forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was weird. Um, during that time, that's when I, I changed my name. Like I just went on IG. I, I, I was reading a, a novel. I think it was a presence by Amy Cuddy. It, it dabbles on like the fundamentals of even posture, like sitting down and, you know, sitting with your back straight, head up, chin up, those things affect your emotions. Yeah. Um, so I was reading that as out, you know, like being a teacher at the same time, I was teaching my students about that, teaching them about meditation and how to connect both. Like your posture means everything. Of course, mm -hmm. kids come to school and they just want to have their head on the desk. That's why you're probably sad or that's why, you know, you don't want to be in school. You're tired or have insomnia. It's your your body's development. And mind connects body all the time. So mm -hmm. when I was reading that book, it connected so well. Um, mind, body, can, oh, yeah, yeah. So she mentioned the, the word personhood a few times. And then I was reading a few articles on the world and how where we're leading up to in terms of technology. Mm -hmm. And the word personhood just kept coming up. So I'm like, I know the meaning of it, but let me search up a deeper meaning of it. And personhood, I was like, damn, let me change the Z-E-N to... So what I want to be right now at this moment in time, you wanted uh, of to my father, uh, yeah, my father passing away. Yeah, I wanted to be Zen, which was very weird. His passing was drastic to my family because they were closer to him. You know, my mom mar married him, so my sister 
and my brother got to experience them together. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So my experience with his death was more zen. It was like, okay, I have either hatred or is it forgiveness or love? I got to come to that term. The the moment so of like finding an answer, which my, my family already found the answer, which was which, which was that day. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just grief and acceptance. But I had to really like search for mine. No, for real. Which is pretty crazy. <laughs> that that moment of peace. And I think that, that speaks to a lot of things I experienced. But the moment of peace was found in between like two opposing forces. Mm. Um, like two conflicting energies within your own self. And yeah. it's not about picking one or the other sometimes, but yeah. like walking the middle. Yeah, you know I, I agree. Mean? It's like um, the ego and spirit. Or the mind and heart, like you gotta separate both, just cause they they can they can tend to either deceive or have different decisions decisions for yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it can separate you, or it can lead you to a different direction that you know can either be long term, stagnant, and you gotta figure it out. Yeah, yeah. What what kind of? They both have lessons, though. No, for sure. You know what I mean? How do you, this is, this might be a personal question, you know, and feel free not to answer, but, yeah. you know, that was in 2019, it's 2023 now, it's been four years, how do you reflect on that, on that moment in time? I'm not gonna lie, it's, it still weighs on me, a mm. lot, <laughs> just cause it, I, I feel like I'm still finding that answer, whether, um, and I speak to my girl about this all the time, it's, I think about the root of everything. Not now after he's passed. Like, why did him and my mom didn't work out? And did it lead to me not having him around? Did was it because he didn't have a job at the time? He was stressed to have three kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he didn't love my mom enough or didn't show her the. You know, I think about all those things, and I feel like a lot of people just let it go. I know what you mean. And I tend to kind of you, you hold on to it. Yeah, I dwell on it just because I want the answer. I feel you, yeah, bro. I, feel I, you. I dwell on it because I want the answer, and because yeah. I care. You know, I'm I'm an empathetic person, so Dude, um, I like I like placing my heart on my sleeve and giving my all to people. That's that's just, you know, I feel like what what passion brings um, to people and how you make people feel um, something bigger that they've never like felt before. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I feel you on that though. I feel that a lot. I'm but not- it can weigh down. <laughs> I'm the same way. I was actually just in the podcast the other day talking to um Amira about that like being an emotional person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for us as men it's different because I don't know, we we, we, get, we yeah, yeah. And plus we can look at it differently for being emotional. You know what I'm saying? Um as much as I've had shorties tell me like, Oh yo, you know, I'm gonna look at you different. Nah. Yeah, everyone looks at you different. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Everyone <laughs> looks at you different. Um, I think too is I feel like that's also regardless of gender too. When I see, you know, what I mean, if I see a shorty crying, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, it, it, it's different. You know what I mean? Um, it's just crying is a different state than you know whatever. We, we have more of like a pro, a providing um, character. Yeah. So when we see a, a woman cry, we, you know, good men, um, their first intent is to. You know, I want to know what happened, but to us... Oh, piece of shit, I run. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have... No, I, but... <laughs> piece of shit. Emo, emo, no, I'm kidding, though. Emotional is more like... Um, you know, as, 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 sometimes emotions make me uncomfortable. 
You know what I'm saying? That's what they're here for. And saying <laughs> that's what that's literally yeah, what they're yeah, here for. Yeah. They're here to like knock us, like knock us off our like our yeah, our path or our comfort zone. And if that's not doing it, then we gotta get closer to our emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, so, no, yeah. It's it's the 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 concept of like you know discomfort, um, is the right direction. Like if you yeah. feel uncomfortable, you're going the right way. If you're feeling uncomfortable by your emotions, you're probably feeling the right emotions. Um, in terms of like, those are probably the emotions you need to somehow overcome. Exactly. You know what I mean? Pay attention um, to them. You know, sit back and recollect. I feel like a lot of people don't do that nowadays. Reflection and recollection is important, actually. Yeah. And, and the reason why I say people don't do it enough is because it's a very scary step to, to make. Because it feels like you're going backwards. Mm-hmm. I remember having this conversation with um, Adriel one day, and he's like, "Yo, why why do you think of um, why do you think backtracking is a good thing?" And I'm like, "Backtracking is a good thing because when you're when you're in a rush to something or you're thinking impulsively, backtracking makes you retrace your steps and make make you think. You have to reassess re- reassess what what you've done, what you what you've thought of in your action. You have to make evaluations and make those. Yeah, yeah." I find that um, some individuals have the tendency to like over overcorrect continuously, like, mm. it, like forward forward moving correction. Kind of like um, a perfectionist in a way. Right? It is a, it is a degree of perfectionism, but it's like if it isn't working, rather than just reflecting yeah. on what isn't working, one persists through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yep. And you ever, how do you feel? Because it's, is it a lot of, um, like looking for the one answer? Yeah. Or like, was it, was it, was it this one thing? Yeah. You know? As human beings, we, we limit ourselves. And I feel like I'm not afraid to say that. Like I limit myself to trying to find the answer of why did I hate my dad at one point? And then I, I have the tendency to, to forgive him. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So that answer is like, it'll be non-existent for the rest of my life. And it, it's it's up to me to make that choice if I either want to zen or try to look for it. Uh-huh. But at this point in time in my life, I, I choose to zen because yeah. four years ongoing, I was like, this too much, you know what I mean? And it's overweighing to the people that are here today and love me and appreciate me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing that I'm in that constant like loop of thinking of like my father, you know what I mean? No, it's just sure. time, time does its thing. Sad. Unfortunately, you know what I mean? But... I ask that because I'm curious as to like how you deal with the like multiplicity of answers, right? Because mm. I ask like, yo, you know, especially when something traumatic or tragic happens, right? Yeah. Um, or especially I think too when we're beating ourselves up, mm-hmm. um, we always we always find that one thing, like you mm. know what I'm saying? Oh, it was because, like you said, maybe it was because my dad was wasn't employed at the time. Maybe it was because of this that right a lot of um you know relationships when people fucking fail right they'll be like maybe if maybe if i did this they would have stayed or maybe if i didn't do that and it's like maybe no to all of them maybe yes to all of them maybe some maybe no it's like it's not one thing right but you know it's almost like there really are like a multitude of answers Mm -hmm. and the thing is that it can overwhelm you. It's overwhelming, right? Yeah. How do you deal, or where, or where have you, um, yeah, bro? How do you deal with that? Like, where have you confronted that? Like, how does that make you feel? 
I I feel like I confronted more just connecting like my mind to body you know like I exercise a lot so mm. sometimes it feels like the best decision to do is to go on a six mile run and flush my shit out like I, I'm I'm being so serious like so, sometimes you know when people be like oh you run from your emotions like that's sometimes the go-to yeah, like, yeah yeah I don't run to you know you know being fit is amazing and being healthy but and it's important to to do that but there's sometimes when when your emotions flood out too much where now you have the mental health aspect of it you want to be fit physically but the mental health can also the the physical what you do with the physical can connect with with the mental and and balance it as well absolutely no no so no. sometimes i just i just run run my life away bro i confront it that way sometimes and yeah. it's i'll go i'll come back to myself meditate read a book read a line write a quote for the day you know what i mean that's funny, you know, but I feel like you're, it, it is, it is a form of escapism in a way, but you know, I, I wouldn't say it is confront, confronting. Now, I wouldn't even say you're running away from problems, yo. I feel like running is a, is a confrontation because <laughs> yeah, yo, you're by yourself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No one's usually no one's running next to you. You're basically in fear. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you, you raise, you put in your body through physical punishment. As well, 100%. you know what I'm saying, bro. When we were in, when we were in Island Street, yeah, like those times that you would see me, like it's like 12 a.m. You're about to go home. Angel's about to go home. Angel's like, you would just start running. Angel's like, yo, what are you about to do? I'm like, I got my shorts on right now. Like I'm about to go on a jog. 12 a.m. Yeah. I, I work six in the morning at the time. You know what I mean? Like, uh huh. Whenever I was Basket going, case. whenever I was going through something, I'll just go on a run. Yeah, yeah. Go home. I flushed out, take a shower, I wake up the next morning. Not like it never happened, but you have I, a, you I have, wake up refreshed. You have a new take on it. Exactly. You know, nah, that, that's true. I mean, in general, too, I feel like we often sleep on, and this is what I say to the perfectionists, is take a break. Like, because obsession is also not useful in yeah. certain respects where it's good to be obsessed with the craft and that, you know, you're constantly trying to get better. But it's just only intelligent to take a break, mm -hmm. um, you know, because you you know your body, your mind has to do the process processing. Yeah. Your mind, the same way your your muscles need time to like restore so that they can be stronger, and um, it ha and it has to process with ease. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why fasting is such a good thing. Like if anybody's doing Ramadan season right now, like praise to you, praise to Allah, and praise to the religion and the people itself. You know what I mean? Because that's a practice that is tough. Shouts but you do it with ease. Shouts my boys. Shouts my boys on, on Italy Street. Shouts my boys in Prague. Shouts my boys in UK. I know. Peace to all of them. Man. You know what I'm saying? They're getting it in. They're putting in, putting in their work right now. Have you been fasting? Um, I, I fasted for like the first seven days. It's tough, bro. It's hard. It's hard <laughs> shit. I all honestly the, all the way to seven, and then the the sun goes down, and that's when you consume. I had to, what I realized though was that like, yo, I needed to begin, I need to re reconsider what my relationship is with, with faith and with creation mm. and with the meaning of things. And, you know, at, at what point am I, um, you know, being defensive about my faith and choosing things from a reactionary or making choices, uh, listening to things, agreeing with things from a reactionary point of view rather than 
understanding and taking time, right? I thought mm. I've thought about God a lot, but then when I, I was posed with certain questions, I realized yeah. I didn't have certain answers. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, kind of like that uncertainty. Yeah, right? Yeah. And um, I had to do, I got to just do my, my reflection, and I actually need to sit and ponder on those questions. But also, you know, I know this is going to sound crazy. I feel like I'm not in the God moment of my life. You know, that's fine. Um, you know why? Because <laughs> in my opinion, I feel like you have. People call it the prime. You know what I mean? Your prime moment. That's where you're going to feel most godly. That's where you're going to feel most um, high. That's where you're going to feel like you're able to teach everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you feel like a lot of things are coming to you and you're able to give back. And if you're in that point in time in your life, then you're doing something in God's work. Mm-hmm. God, God always operates from a position of fullness. Yeah. And you wake, you wake up every day and you have deeds. Yeah. So always, always remember that. Like no. you're always working in God, in God's work. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. always go back to yourself, just like you said for reflection. Remember that. No, it's, no. You're looking in here for answers. <laughs> for for me, it's always on like um. At what point do is religion meant to answer metaphysical questions about the structure of reality? Like, mm. is this is this universe um, is this universe created? If it is, how was it created? Yeah. Like, where does you know everything come from, right? Um, and then there's like just living the spiritual life that has nothing. I'm very, I think, very little or very less to do with the metaphysical questions. And more with the questions of, um, like, the intangible and invisible aspects of our of our life. The moral yeah. questions. You yeah, know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like, where is the moral authority? I don't know. But there does seem to be some objective morality. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Kind of like, you know, asking the basic question, where did all this come from? And then the other side of it is, where do these ideas come from? Mm-hmm. It's totally different, and yeah. you know, just like you said, it's a it's just a spiritual reflection that you have of yourself, um, and then you're you wake up, you're able to connect that to what the world has to offer, mm-hmm. what's already made. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of stress comes with that, man. Overwhelming. <laughs> I I just gave but, up, like trying to answer, like you know what I'm saying. Don't think about it as giving up. Just think about it as uh, there's another path that can lead you to it you know what I mean? i'm gonna give up <laughs> nah, I'm, being, I'm being a contrarian and shit now nah, you, you could but it, feel, it feels like you know like if I, I'm, I, mean, I, I mean to save to save your mind you know what i mean to not make you feel down about it <laughs> i'm not down about it you know what nah. i'm saying um sometimes it's important to quit like no no point in you gotta being, know when to quit yeah you gotta know when to quit you yeah. know what i'm saying and just let things come to you like, like if i made music all my life and then nothing happens over it i'm like Damn, bro, I should have quit a long time ago. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, to save yeah, myself yeah. some time. But there's still a lot of people in this world, you know, that, that do view me as a really solid artist. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let me see what I could do. No, yeah. But it'll get to the point where I'm like, all right, man. Like, I'm I'm not going to make it or this and this and that. And it's not doubts. It's just more of like, maybe I have other things to do. The thing is, though, is maybe that... Maybe God has a bigger plan for me. Maybe... The the pursuit of the creation of art to me feels more um, self fulfilling than the pursuit of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause like 
I have a, I have a problem with knowledge, and mm. that I think knowledge has a certain limited utility. Um, the limited, the limit is 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 unlimited, and that sounds kind of weird. Because with knowledge, is you can you can create a lot of advancements and a lot of new things with knowledge, right? Mm. Um, and with different kinds of knowledge, but what's limited is that that's kind of all we can do with it, to a certain extent. Is that we can like build and create things, right? Yeah. Um, and keep on creating things. Exceed it. Right, um, and I know that sounds like so kind of ambiguous and contradictory. That's not the fucking point. The point is that, for example, um, and I'm talking about knowledge as distinct from wisdom, right? Knowing, um, you know, reading, reading, reading Espinoza, a freaking um, knowing like quantum physics ain't gonna teach you how to raise your children necessarily. Yeah, hundred you know percent. Yeah. I haven't read Espinoza. I'm I'm being a dickhead. There's um, just a <laughs> re- reading reading the reading the, the the critique of I've read the critique of judgment. There's just a different second nature within those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They they have their place. You, they do something, yeah. but like yo, I they don't know. they have the results, but one is not gonna teach you to do the other. Yeah, 100%. yeah. And, and that's why like yo, the thing is that that's one, why you say it's limited. That's why I but say it's also limited. unlimited. As exactly. Well. That's why. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. You know what? What we'll find in the realms of knowledge and what we can do with it is limitless. But the application to the other to parts certain. to other parts of our lives is a little limited, right? Um, and I'm talking about knowledge as distinct from wisdom here. Whereas, like wisdom, like you don't need to be a um, a person with a lot of knowledge to necessarily be wise. I'm talking about getting knowledge in like regarding like facts. Like you read a lot of books and you mm-hmm. you yeah. got fucking um, databases in your mind of things, right? Uh, people can walk their whole lives and just learn. Um, how to be effective and sustainable and self-sufficient, right? Without these things. Um, but then the but then there's a difference of self-sufficiency uh, in a family. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. There's yeah. different aspects of it. Damn, okay. I, I can agree with that. And it's not to shit on like academia and knowledge and the importance of like technology and all these things. Um, but for example, like one thing I think we take smart people too seriously, mm. and smart people sometimes take themselves too seriously. Right. Um, as a, as a person who considers themselves smart, I know I walked around life like an arrogant fuck. You know what I'm saying for a long time, just because it's like yo. It'd be like that sometimes though. Intelligence is is very validating. You know what I'm saying. Um, and people will reward you for being smart. Um, but you know, I look back on my life and I'm like, you know, there's a lot more. I w- I'm I'm only 23, so what the. F- what the hell am I saying? Like, I look it back could also life. be manipulated. You know what I mean? Like it you, can be manipulated. You can use it against um, your will, like your your own will. Yeah. Like it, and you can use it against your own people. You, you know could. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of leaders came about that way. You know what I mean? Like your knowledge, and that's why I I feel like you 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 feel like the need to dial back a bit. Because mm-hmm. when you when you indulge too much, and I I tell my girlfriend this all the time. I started saying it like during COVID and I don't know why I started thinking about it. I'm like, yo, too much of something is bad. Mm-hmm. Like wait, like you love too much is obsession. You eat too much. Um, you know, you can strike diabetes or heart disease or, you know what I mean? Like just overconsumption. Um, just too much of something like you, you have, and I, I wish I brought it, but I had, um, when we were like having the teachings of like supreme mathematics, mm-hmm. I had this sheet where I had um, 
a guy meditating. And I created my own thing, you know, like knowledge, wisdom, understanding, freedom, culture, you know, power refinement, and then relating it to what meditation is. Mm -hmm. Where if you have too much of a certain chakra, you can't move into the next one. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It'll flood out. Or if you have too less of it, you're insecure. And I always tell people this and just always remember that insecurity doesn't have to doesn't have to be the way we view it, which is the way you look. Insecure just means you're not secure of yourself and you need to yeah. you need to come back to yourself and, you know, retrace those steps. So sometimes insecurity isn't about vanity. You know, um, there's a lot of things to feel like insecure about. Like, for example, one's knowledge, what somebody knows, exactly. um, people walk into a room and they, they try to, they will compete with everybody just to prove how smart they are. And it's mm. like, you are a smart person, but you're an asshole too. Um, yeah, arrogance. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, financial insecurity, you know, people flashing money just to kind of overcompensate for the fact that exactly maybe um, it is not as uh, available as it seems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um I think in those times is where the comfort zone is very helpful. The comfort zone? Yeah. What you mean is helpful? You being uncomfortable, be open to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you have something in front of you, which is an experience or whatever it is, and it makes you feel uncomfortable, tackle it. But if you're so deep into it where you're, you don't feel secure of yourself, you don't feel like you're here, you don't feel like you will succeed... Go back to your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Go back to what you know. Mm-hmm. And I have this, I have this line in a song. I was just listening to it before I got here. But mm-hmm. I say, all I all I know is what I've seen. And I feel like that that can come across what a comfort zone is. If all I know is what I've seen, that is my comfort zone. Something that I haven't seen yet is it is my is my discomfort towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, something... So, I, there's always a fight in between. You know something I mean? that comes to mind as you speak is, like, exposure therapy in a, in a varied way where it's like, yo, you know, people say get out your comfort zone. That's really hard to do sometimes. But maybe it's just, like, get out your comfort zone for five minutes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then go back to your <laughs> comfort zone, right? Yeah. And then get out your comfort zone for six minutes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Go back to your comfort zone... Then go back out for seven minutes. Seven minutes. And, right. And keep adding. Because there's utility in the comfort zone as so far as, you know, you don't abuse it. You don't you don't allow it to become an excessive part of your life where you use it just to come back and rearrange, you know, re- reorganize yourself, reorient yourself yeah. before you head out into unfamiliar space. And it's like, even if you, you, you going out into the world or going out of your comfort space, even if it's inch by inch, mm-hmm. right? If you make an inch of progress every day in a year, you know, you'll have gotten out your your, your comfort zone you a couple the, couple like couple fo- maybe a couple football fields. I don't know, what's what's twelve times hundred? Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. football fields. A couple yards. I don't know, that's not a couple football. You'll get you'll get you'll get pretty far though. You know what I mean? I don't know how many three hundred and sixty five <laughs> inches is. You know what I'm saying? See, we ain't doing math right now. We're only doing the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. All right, we're going to leave the mathematics for a little bit. But, um, damn, yeah. A lot of interesting things to talk about. I got I got one. I have to say this to this day, bro. 
you know that Love Die is still like I think one of the the best albums to ever come out of our our neighborhood. You know wow. what I'm saying? Um, I really love that that wow. album, and I think <laughs> that's, that's all I could say right now, that's bro. Nah, you wow. you actually because yo, bro, I feel like you fucking saying your heart out on that shit, and you Appreciate you had that. some bangers on it too in terms of yeah. like. Uh, going up and I'm chilling with the boys right now. And I was like, That's ah. a good song. <laughs> I was like, ah. Yeah, man. Shout out Hado, man. He produced that that beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hado was a beast. I mean, oh, is always, a beast. yeah. Always pay homage, man, to everybody. Don't matter like where you guys go in life. Just yeah, just yeah. pay that homage. How do you feel? Is that still on SoundCloud? Can I still listen to it? Yeah, yeah, it's still on SoundCloud. It, it's not on all platforms just because um, production's not mine. You know what I mean? So licensing stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I just wanted to throw something out to the world. Bro, I, if you listen to Love Die, I know you've got new music out and you're gonna have new music coming out too, but if you wanna go way back. Yeah, listen listen to the album. If you if you feel like you're you're emotionally like out of the loop, that album that album can help you. That that album. <laughs> if you're going through heartbreak, if you're going through any type of uh, depression, sadness, you know, I yeah. know we all go through it. Depression doesn't doesn't have to be permanent or sadness. You know, mm-hmm. we help each other out. That's why we make music the way we do. That that album was fantastic. I can't say enough about Thank it, you, bro. bro. I, I appreciate got, you. I, Thank you. I tell you, yo. But so my question is, yo, how do you feel you've grown as a musician from then, since then? I, I've grown. I feel like I've grown in a way where my emotions are always always tangled upon. They're um, always tangled, or they're not. They're not. They're not tangled yeah. up anymore. It's more seamless now. Okay. And, and I like it way better that way. Like, what is what is seamless? Like just feeling, or just making music? Both. Okay. Yeah, I'd say both. Just because you know when I was making Love Die, it was like a a strict sound or a, a strict um, poetry. And I I was chasing something that I feel like a lot of people loved, but I'm like, this is kind of like sad ass music, bro. Like, it was fire <laughs> though. I love sad music. I, I love it too, but I was like, damn, like, do I I really want to be Edgar Allan Poe about everything, bro? <laughs> like, fuck this. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I want to make people dance. You know, I want to make people recollect. I want to tell the truth on my music, and I feel like now it's more seamless where I'm I'm free to do all those things and. Shout out Axel, cause Raja, he he gives me the outlet now. You know he's my producer, and and I f- I feel like he gives me the outlet. He'll produce a beat, and he respects my poetry. He respects it the way I write it. No, um, type of uh, structure towards my writing. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, if you want to sing this shit, if you want to freestyle, if you want to do this, like just do it, and then we'll refine it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, my music has changed in those forms. Like, I'm not too held upon this type of way to make music. You know, I'm just all around the room, and I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damn. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, else, what else was on that list? One, the Love Die, or? Oh, no, no. Oh. So, so, oh, okay, okay. Because we jumped from the social expectation no, we barely didn't get into that, bro. We feel like we, we got into like hella metaphysics and religion. and We did, but we, it, it still talk- fell into like expectation, yeah. you know what I mean? Don't expect that, you know, the comfort is going to be mm-hmm. everything for you. You know, you got to go out there and, and chase something that's out of out of your world. So, I guess here's a question. Like on the, on the, 
this is what comes to my mind when I hear the word social expectations. Mm. How do your how did your mom how does your family react to your your being a musician and your making music? That's a good question. My especially with the social expectation part, my mom expected me to be a baseball player, you know what I mean? Like I played, Damn. yeah, I played for twelve years, bro. I, I was pitching fast. I was batting really good, really good batting average. I was very quick on the field, shit like that. And I got a concussion one time, and you know I just felt off balance for for a bit afterwards. That and I afterward afterwards that that happened, um, I kept going in the field, kept going up to bat, and I'm like, damn, I don't feel like like I feel like I'm scared of the ball. Shit like that. So I'm like, I had to make an internal decision. Like, you know, we both said, you know, retrace back and find what I really want to do. And mm-hmm. music has always been there. So I'm like, might as well. But when I chose that, my mom hated it. Mm-hmm. She hated She hated the fact, she didn't want to, she doesn't want to tell me this to this day. But she did hate the fact that I told her one day I don't want to do baseball anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just quit like cold turkey type shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm done. And... I started making music. She's always been supportive. That's the number one thing. But, you know, she did see me doing and flourishing in baseball. So she did have that expectation of me, you know, trying to achieve that in the future. But I told her, I was like, look, the same work that I'm going to put in this sport is the same amount of work and the hours I'm going to put into this music. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I, I don't feel like, you know, the expectation was something that was stagnant, you know. I feel like my family's very lenient in those in those terms. You didn't feel like it, it put a block on you. Exactly, yeah. Okay, okay. My my sister always supports my my music like and my brother always pushing me too. No, I vividly remember Love Die your mom wilding out for you. She went and, crazy. And just being happy as fuck for you. Um I didn't get to be there for for in sync, right? Or sinking. Sinking, yeah. sinking. Sink yeah, just backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, but yeah. you spoke about my mom being there. That um, the same way you seen her that day, that was the same way she used to cheer for me on the field. Like, yeah, no one in doubt. Like she used to scream her lungs out. There was a point in time I remember that she got a trophy for being cheerleader. Mm-hmm. She's just she's just a mom in the audience, but she, they gave her a trophy because she cheered for the whole team. That That's month. crazy. So seeing my mom be so passionate over just cheering for like cheering me on. And, and my passions and what I do, like, that just pushes me forward, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? She, like, seeked out of the expectation. Yeah, yeah. That's... That, she just wants you to kind of be happy and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I ask because it, it always feels weird when... Um, I don't know. Why, why... It always feels weird when people in our hood want to be musicians and stuff. And so far as it feels weird Very for our much. parents... You know what I'm saying? I think, and in my experience, right? Because there's a certain expectation that we, um, you know, go more traditional conservative routes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think those are necessary and important. Um, But there's a way to go about anything that I think one can be successful. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting, Um, But, you know, that's another conversation, I guess. Um... I mean, what I kind of wanted to ask you this yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like the social expectation, like how how do you think P 
people view expectation and how does that affect their their reaction towards towards a lot of like their goals or what they want to do in the day you know what i mean like how how does that affect them something i never uh, something i always took for granted were actually the pressure of social expectations Mm -hmm. and that um i was never as inhibited as many other people were um because like i don't know i i had a weird upbringing not weird but it's like yo I went to a, a a private school for high school and middle school, okay? Damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, wild. yeah, right? Um, but I was out there in the streets with y'all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether I was doing delinquent shit with the boys or whether I was doing creative, artistic shit with the boys, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, because that's just that's just how it was. We always did shenanigans. Yeah. But it's like as soon as seven, as soon as it was six, six a.m., I hit that alarm clock and put my school uniform on and went to my fucking my corporate work study job, right? You know what I'm saying? After maybe just doing like hooligan shit, um, but it's sort of like that was the dichotomy of Daniel. Um, and why did I even bring this up? What, what was your question? The, the social expectation, like how how do you think that that affects? Um, I you? never felt as inhibited. I, here's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids that I hung out with that were not as academically and school oriented, mm-hmm. um, they had they suffered from expectations, just like the school kids suffered from expectations. But the mm-hmm. expectations were different. You know what I'm saying? And they had different reactions to expect to these expectations. You know what but, I'm saying? But do they have the same result? Hell no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Um, because the thing is too, I think in our, in our hood though, the floor is a lot lower. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, in another neighborhood, in another family, if you fail to a certain extent, the bottom is not as far down, down then. as it can be for someone in another neighborhood, a part of another family. You know what I'm okay. saying? And we have a much lower bottom than... You know what I mean, um, but that's and that's why when when we achieve we can go very far, but when we don't, we don't. We don't. You know what I'm yeah. saying that gap stays large. Um, I feel like yeah, that that falls into the to the expectation kind of being in the result of something that's overwhelming or something that sets us back completely yeah yeah because the gap is is that big you know what i mean where it either makes you run really fast out or it makes you like hunker down and give up yeah and and give up yeah yeah and i I like how we came back to the giving up because you said you know sometimes you gotta know when to give up yeah yeah. i think people i think people should expect a little less from certain experiences just because It'll help you to give up a little faster on things that you don't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. You just want it at the, at the time. And it could be uh, either a temptation or a pleasure or an experience that you've never experienced before. But you don't necessarily need it. So mm-hmm. you can give it up. Yeah, yeah. And then come back to your senses into something that you actually need. Yeah. Mental health, um, physical health. You want to work on your art. Yeah. Work on it more. You know sometimes we, we mix things with valuable time like 
for example, you want to go hang out with your friends this weekend, but you know damn well your art kind of needs you. Mm-hmm. Or your friends kind of need you. And then it becomes that battle of like expectation. Like, damn, what are these people going to expect from me? Or And what's going to happen? If I, will I lose my friends if I pick the art? Will the art still be there if I go pick my friends? Um, but honestly, like, yo, I think one of those moments too is you got to do what you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, 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 yeah. Do what you need. Do what, do what you, <laughs> what you need sometimes yeah. is what you want. Um, mm. And like, on what you want sometimes is what you need. And something that came to my mind was also was like, you also know when to give up on giving up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you have to you know. You get up out of your ass and you go out there and do it. I'm saying, if you are a quitter, you gotta also know when it's time to quit quitting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. We're not just saying haul ass and be a be a. I be hate a, that there's a loophole in those. Like, <laughs> nah, yo, you know. You gotta stop quitting, quitting, like. That's yeah. Shit. If you're a quitter, <laughs> they quit being a quitter. Like you Pretty know what much, I'm saying? Though. Like, like yeah, that's yeah. the answer to it. Um. Yeah, we had. Yeah. I think it was like an another uh, topic that we had was anti ego. Um, so I'm pro. Be, I'm pro ego. I should mention that. I know you, you said anti ego. I was like, Whoa. well, the way I, ref- I the way I phrased it was a little iffy, just because I, I wanted to send that text out. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What is what do you mean by that anti ego? I used to be anti ego, just because I I seen what ego can do, and this is why I always bring it up. I tell my girlfriend this all the time. Too much of something is bad. I'm anti ego when something is um, over the board. But I'm pro-ego when it helps you exceed in your personal individuality. Can you explain what you mean by over the board? Over the board means you overconsume ego. For example... Are you overindulge your ego? You overindulge. So somebody who's overly confident is egotistical. Someone who isn't as confident is insecure. Is not secure of themselves. But yeah, I I wanna like I have a strong challenge to to the to the language because I I think also too we almost need to start rethinking the way we speak about yeah like what you just said right there right when someone's being egotistical right they're being kind of arrogant yeah. and when they're not being egotistical they're being insecure. Thing yeah. is that I feel like yo being egotistical is just insecure in and of itself because. What you're doing is essentially like reaffirming yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And the, the reason why I have a, a problem with the language of us always associating ego with arrogance is because I know people who are not arrogant who are also very egotistical. We might mm. say it's prideful, okay. you know what I mean, because they're not being arrogant. Yeah, so but that's we'll, the word. Pride, yeah. Nah, nah, but I would still use yeah. ego because the idea is that if the ego is the self, Mm-hmm. Right. What yep. it therefore means to be egotistical in my mind is like irregardless of well, did I say irregardless? I've been watching too much of The Sopranos. Well, um, the thing is, <laughs> that's not irregardless. The thing is, if, if you have too much ego, right, you you become selfish. Yeah, but that but if you have less of it, you become selfish. You're able to do stuff for people, and, and you know what I mean. Like, ain't, see, I don't even like the name, the language of selfless and selfish. No? Yeah, nah, because the self is at the beginning of both words. You know what I'm saying? In both cases, you're gratifying... There's different embodiments. There's different perspectives, and it's important, but it's almost like there's another word somebody used. It's not selflessness. It's not selfishness. Um, 
Like there's a there's a it's just love. That yeah no like you know what I'm yeah, saying that's what it is. Like I, I, cause the thing is that here's my problem. Selflessness can be as is e- easily manipulative, mm-hmm. and as toxic as selfishness. Right, being not being arrogant, being mm-hmm. humble can be just as toxic and manipulative as being arrogant. Right. And that's the imbalance in between. Okay. In between both. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I, I used to be. I'm, I'm speaking in, in. Oh, you're speaking in, in past tense. In past tense. Yeah. That, that's you know, that's the way I used to think. Now you're good. Yeah. I, I like this conversation because it, it brings the the imbalances and how. Now I think, I know me and Aja always have this conversation. <laughs> always, bro, about the ego, and we used to literally like fight in conversation. Yeah. But. Now I, I finally can come to realize, you know, and this is why it's good to have, you know, friends and, and good conversation, friends who are who aren't afraid to talk about stuff like this that's very serious and very internal. Um, I'm very pro ego now just because of who I am as a person, and there is going to be imbalances. Yeah, yeah, but you're for people being themselves. Exactly. You, know what I'm you have to be yourself all like, the time. Ha- having, <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. if you're insecure, you're still being yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Always oh, that that's the root of it. Yeah. You yeah. know, you came from this, but the only reason you feel kind of off balance doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out there and, and keep doing the imbalance. You know what I mean? The imbalance thing, yeah. No, the one of the reason why I'm pro ego in some sense is you know, partially because again we have this this um, antagonistic connotation to the to the ego in so far as that we associate it generally immediately with arrogance. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like again, yo, I see people do egotistical shit and they are the quietest person in the room. You know what I'm saying? Give me an example. I'm I'm. Um, it'll <laughs> I'm literally curious. It might literally be just passing somebody over for. A certain um, it might be excluding somebody, you know what I'm saying? Um, it might be, uh, and it's crazy because you can't you can do that without being verbal. Exactly, bro. There's there's verbal ways okay, to yeah. not to to be egotistical, mm-hmm. nonverbal ways, right? And that's why, like, yo, the e- most egotistical person in the room is not always the loudest person in the room. It might be the person in the back silently judging you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and that shit happens all the time. And that's why I said that too much of something yeah. can be bad. Like, if you have too much humbleness, it'll make you have, like, that little sense of arrogance. Like, I'm, I'm over here judging and ob- observing the room. You're morally superior. Exactly. Because you're humble. And it could be manipulative because when somebody can ask you, like, yo, like, what you on? And you can rephrase it as, no, nah, I'm just reading the room. Yeah. But realistically, yeah. you could be judging the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why intentions are... Are internal and we're never able to see them. Yeah, yeah, and You yeah. always have to be careful, with, you know, with your reaction towards um, those type of things. We, we, I believe we can see them, but not in any controlled environment. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a believer okay, in okay, that, like, yeah. when you really bring a person to, like, the raw, to a raw state, that's when we can see all the intention. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, like, for example, like, a baby's crying... Like, there's, there's, even a parent knows when a baby is messing with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? 100%. The, ba- the mom knows when the baby is crying because it's actually hungry versus when it wants attention, right? 
But as we get older, it gets really harder to tell between is this person hungry or or is this person do they want attention? Attention, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, it's crazy that we have to, yeah, pick whichever of like you know of like is if it's either attention or actual reasoning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I the, wish it could just be reasoning rather than oh this person just wants attention. Like the, the, because I, yeah, yeah. In on. our generation, we have you know we have social media and we have people who. Who constantly go out there and they're vulnerable, but they're vulnerable behind a screen. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other people that do look at people who are vulnerable behind a screen and be like, "Oh, that person just wants attention." But how do we know that? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Somebody, somebody could be very vulnerable, but then you also have people who can be vulnerable in just five seconds. I mean, five minutes, and then the other five minutes tweet, "Oh, I love this coffee. I'm having. I'm having a great day." Mm-hmm. There's a certain level of emotional. Um like disorientation that the internet causes and then like it's so fast we can just it's so accessible we can just react you know what i'm saying um in a moment's notice and it's sometimes it's hard to sit and reflect when you're just watching some shit on twitter or instagram youtube whatever you know what i mean that's real shit damn that was a good conversation right there yeah yeah you want to you want to wrap it up bro we can do that if you want Nah, it's up to you. Um, I, I know we had... What time you gotta go? Whatever time. It's one, it's one, one fifteen. One fifteen. We're going like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nah, I, I do love this. Did you cut this? I, I do probably do a little, a couple cuts. We, we, we had a real flow, we combo, so probably not. Yeah. That yeah, part definitely. where I got up to turn that shit on, yeah, I yeah, cut that out. Likely. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this part right here. Um... But yeah, nah, bro, we can anyway. We don't gotta force nothing yeah, too. Yeah, we don't gotta force it. Either. You know what I mean? I thought this was a really great fucking convo, bro. That was. I have. I had a lot of fun talking to you, bro. Keep Appreciate it up. you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna run it back. It's it's Easter right now, so my man's gotta go be with the fam. That's how it be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, we gonna we gonna pull up and we gonna we gonna have Adriel on. We gotta get Adriel on next time, yeah, bro. Because I would, I would love to be in the, in the room just because uh you know with you. Adriel and myself just because yeah. I, I feel like we've had a lot of conversations that that kind of tackle the root of of a conversation mm-hmm. we had a conversation about conversations <laughs> this is fucking crazy before I we do go that a lot. we had a conversation about conversations and how conversations can just yeah, yeah, yeah. you feel me and and then we got to figure out how to dial it back that's a meta conversation we got to come we yeah. got to come together to so, have that Sometimes, yeah, yeah. On that point, no meta analysis of conversation is important. Like, you, you ever have that moment where you're like, you're talking to someone and it's like, yo, why are we both off? You're arguing with somebody <laughs> and you're like, why are we both off topic right now? This is not what the point was. 100%. That's it. I feel like that's all the time. Yeah. And social media doesn't help it. Nah, nah. It really doesn't. Any, but, like, I. Yeah, any final like, words? I'm going to let you get the. I'll um, probably get the last laugh, but. Nah, it's, yeah, like, I just want to tell people, you know. Um, music is still gonna be dropping. Yeah, a hundred percent. Me and Axel, Roger, we we tend to to drop this year. We we've been working. My bad, bro. Damn, bro. I'm like Shrek. This guy is dirty right now. I forgot you. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even hear it coming, bro. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're gonna be dropping music. I also have personal music that I'm gonna be dropping as well. Um, definitely feel like working with Michael T some more. Um, and you know, just the people I've always been around. 
You got. You always gotta. I feel like you gotta keep it here sometimes, and then branch out as you should. Mm. I got a lot of stuff for the people. A thousand percent. Ha! 